Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. There's no understanding why news organizations don't actually engage in news and go about asking what happened before reporting on what happened. Uh, Except, of course, you come to the answer, as you have throughout the last years, that you've seen this over and over and over again. It's because the answer to the question isn't as important as the story that gets put out. Now, you say to me, Tony, that's just the regular everyday talking point that the media can't be trusted and the media is not on your side and the media is pushing narrative as opposed to facts. Well, in the case of Israel, and the attack from the terrorist organization Hamas that murdered 1,400 people, that set people on fire, that raped women, that kidnapped babies, that kidnapped the elderly. When it comes to this, yes, I think it's very obvious that the media has taken sides, and certainly there's the conversation regarding this hospital, where 500 people have, uh, according to the reporting, have been killed, and people want to say, my gosh, Israelis targeted a hospital. That's not the case. So why didn't anybody wait for the data? That's our question. Sadly, I think we know the answer. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and on Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Be sure to subscribe. Noah Rothman joins me right now. You know his work over at National Review. He's the author of Unjust Social Justice and the unmaking of America and the rise of the new Puritans fighting back against progressives war on fun. Uh, We have had a series of conversations over the years. Noah, we have things that we agree with and things that we disagree with. But when it comes to this, starting with this story right here about this attack on a, on a hospital where immediately It was about blaming Israel for the attack. And the New York Times did it best. These are all it's this it's the headline changed three different times, starting with Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, then at least 500 dead in strike on Gaza hospital. And then finally ending up with at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital. Your piece over at National Review, I read the headline. The hospital bombing lie is a terrible sign of things to come. How did they get to this place, Noah? You have to have experienced it in real time to really get a full sense of how excited the press was by the prospect, the rejuvenating, the comforting prospect of being able to retreat to the notion that Israel, too, is prosecuting war crimes here. If you're a New York Times subscriber, you got an alert on your phone within minutes, minutes of the revelation from the Gaza Health Ministry that this strike supposedly occurred. There's no justification 
for anyone taking at face value the word of the Gaza Health Ministry, a Hamas-run organization that inexplicably produces exquisitely accurate numbers, figures, casualties, all of which are attributable to, to Israeli military action within seconds of any military action. It's a notoriously unreliable actor, as are a lot of terrorist operatives. And I remember talking to my colleagues that morning about what happens in these conflicts, if you have any familiarity with them. Israel, uh, Hamas rockets, Islamic uh, Jihad rockets are rudimentary steel tubes that routinely fail, routinely go off course, often fall on civilian targets inside Syria and Gaza. And those, the casualties that they produce, they are immediately attributed to Israel. So you can't take the word of this institution at face value if you have any familiarity with, I don't know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which if you're a, a person who's been alive, for more than 20 years on this planet should have at least a, a, an elementary sense of it. And you certainly shouldn't be reporting on it if you're not. Then you should have you know, respond to this sort of information with some skepticism. They did not. They, they raced right out of the gate in order to demonstrate that there's a moral equivalence here. We can't really be choosing sides in this conflict. We can't say, ah, Israel's just the pure victim here, that the slaughter of 1,500 civilians, women, children, the abduction of, uh, of uh, elders, as you said, the, the attack on Americans, 30 dead Americans, the worst terrorist attack on Americans in, in years. All of this is just sort of along a continuum of evil of which Hamas maybe exists here, Israel really exists there. Who are we to judge? So so uh, let me take a, a bit of a side tangent. Uh, Gad said, I had put on, on Twitter X, that what people are experiencing, it's been said different ways. I just like the way he said it in, in this one, not that I would agree with him on everything, but I thought this was astute. People are experiencing what he calls AOC, and he doesn't mean Representative Ocasio-Cortez. He means amnesia of causality. Everything regarding what's happening, this war in Israel, from a the media side, certainly from the university side, and I'd love your take on that, is about what Israel has done in response and they have forgotten that there are 30 dead Americans. They've forgotten that there are American hostages. There are 199 hostages, and that number could be more. There's 1,400 dead Israelis and others who were, were murdered for going to a, a, a concert. It, it, the, the media playing purposeful in that forgetfulness, is that an acceptable statement in your eyes? Absolutely. What you describe is this sort of intellectual corruption, a tendency that you see among people who are sharp enough to know exactly what they're doing, to invert cause and effect, to attribute to effect the cause of a particular action. So Israel, Israel's response to a genocidal act, uh, the worst murder of Jews in one day since the Holocaust is in fact the cause of that event. If you abstract it out, you, in, you end up, you know, you look at these people as statistics and you reduce the agency of the individuals responsible to it. You, you make them into automatons that are just carried along on the tides of history. This is a sort of rationalization process that you need to work yourself through in order to divorce yourself from the humanity of the situation, to make yourself into an absolute ghoul that is just that obsessively it re, it, it forcing reality into a series of intellectual frameworks that not they don't that are designed to help you uh, understand your environment end up doing the exact opposite end up obscuring your environment making your capacity to understand your uh, your surroundings and our shared reality uh, in unintelligible to the uninitiated observer this had profound consequences this lurch 
to take Hamas's version of events at face value is a real problem now. The streets are alive with riots in Europe and, and the Middle East. American diplomatic facilities are under siege. Joe Biden's effort to meet with his counterparts in Jordan, Egypt, and the Palestinian Authority scuttled in protest as we are trying to contain an aggressive Iran in this region that could very well pull Americans into conflict. Hold this on one second. Hold sure. on one second, because I wanted to ask you about this. This was Iran uh, just earlier today with this message. Time is up. It was a message to Israel, uh, the New York Post reporting it uh, and, and, and others. But the you had the, the king of Jordan, Abdullah, King Abdullah. You had uh, the head of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, who I uh, consider a, a terrorist. I'll, I'll say that from my words only, not necessarily putting words into your mouth, Noah. And uh, then you have the president of Egypt, al-Sisi. All were scheduled to meet with Biden. Biden, after this trip to Israel, was going to head over to Jordan and meet with them. That is now not happening. Is that because of pressure from the Arab world, quote unquote, or is that because, well, we don't know what happened with this hospital. So let's just call the whole thing off and it'll help us put more blame on Israel, because at the end, we prefer that. Yeah, I think you would have to say that it's probably attributable to pressure from below uh, the thaw between the Sunni kingdoms, the Sunni states in the region, Sunni Arab states and uh, Israel is really a top-down phenomenon. It is the governments of these undemocratic regimes, Egypt, the UAE, um, uh, Jordan, and uh, lastly, Saudi Arabia, which was probably the trigger for this event. Saudi Arabia was getting very close to a public rapprochement with Israel. But at, at the lower level, at the civilian level, that have where individuals have marinated for decades in anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic propaganda, the Palestinian plight still registers, even if it doesn't with their governments. Uh, so when you do see these uh, episodes of violence happen and, and they, the street erupts in, in protest, these regimes have to fear for their own stability. Uh, so they're looking out for their own ends, although I don't suppose that all, any of these governments would be all that frustrated if Israel was to truly smash Hamas. Hamas is a pain in their sides. Hamas is a, a catamite cat's paw of Iran. It is not on their side. Uh, they don't necessarily like Hamas. And they've been siding with the strong horse in the region for quite some time. A demonstration of force would reinforce their perception of Israel as the region's strong horse. Nevertheless, they can't say that outright. They certainly have to behave as though they're superficially uh, uh, sympathetic to the Palestinian plight insofar as this is representative of it. And it's really not. But what the true problem is for the United States right now is containing Iran. Hezbollah looks to be, based on all open intelligence that we can see, very much prepared to enter this war and open up a northern front in Israel. And Hezbollah is absolutely a puppet of Tehran. It doesn't do a thing without Tehran's say-so. And Iran is making a lot of sudden movements that are making everybody very nervous. So getting the region on board on the same page is of absolute critical, paramount importance to American national security. It will cost American lives if they're not. And these children playing in the sandbox at these news outlets trying to decolonize their, their newsrooms or whatever nonsense they've convinced themselves of are doing immeasurable harm to the country of their birth. Talking to Noah Rothman of National Review, nationalreview.com. He's the author of Unjust, Social Justice, and the Unmaking of America and the Rise of the New Puritans, Fighting Back Against the Progressives' War on Fun. Uh, let, me, let me give you this right here. This is Joe Biden 
uh, speaking in Israel uh, as he was there with Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, giving warning to other nations. One would think this was Iran amongst others. We've moved U.S. military assets to the region, including positioning the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group in the Eastern Mediterranean with the USS Eisenhower on the way to deter, to defer further aggression against Israel and to prevent this conflict from spreading. The world will know that Israel is, Israel is stronger than ever. And my message to any state or any other hostile actor thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 So uh, this is Biden, you know, clearly saying he's on the side of Israel and playing very tough. And he was also clear to tell Bibi Netanyahu in, in that one on one meeting uh, this. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Prime Minister. In the wake of Hamas's uh, appalling terrorist assault, it was brutal, inhumane, almost beyond belief what they did. This cabinet came together and uh, standing strong, standing united. And uh, I want you to know you're not alone. You are not alone. So that's President Biden. We're standing with you. Hey, other nations, don't mess with Israel. You're not alone. But this is Rashida Tlaib, Congresswoman from Michigan. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians to President Biden. This is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. Now, that's a member of the party, the Democratic Party, threatening the leader of the party. That much is for sure. But I think the question here is, uh, Noah, what kind of ally is Joe Biden to Israel when the party has so many people who won't condemn Hamas, who won't even mention Hamas in a statement, whether that be Ilhan Omar, whether that be Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis and others, the party has a real anti-Semitism, anti-Israel issue. How, is Biden a trusted partner? Well, I think Joe Biden has said a lot of the right things in ways that I don't think I've heard any American president say. When he came out in favor of uh, Israel's right to self-defense, it was the most forceful statement of that kind I've heard from an American president in my lifetime. Joe Biden came out today and at and very directly and without equivocation say Hamas bombed the hospital. He did so based on Israeli intelligence transmitted to the Pentagon and the Pentagon's assessment himself. And it took him a minute to do it as they were reviewing intelligence. He didn't get out in front of it. But he did exactly what news organizations are supposed to do. His administration, vis-a-vis -vis, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, has condemned in unequivocal terms the comments made by people like Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, Jamal Bowman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, when they were when they were asked by by name by a reporter what the administration's position was on their statements, basically saying we need a ceasefire right now, which is tantamount to saying Israel needs to stand down and not engage in its own self-defense. That is the sister soldier moment that. So many people on the left and the right have been demanding Joe Biden make since 2019 when he ran against the progressive elements in his party. Does the party have an anti-Semitism problem among these members? Absolutely. Rashid Shalib's a bigot. Ilan Omar's a bigot. But 
they are also a rump caucus within the Democratic Party. Washington Post had a piece on the efforts by these members of the coalition and the Democratic coalition to lobby Joe Biden to come over to their side. How many of them are there? 13. Hold on. Let's fight. Now, if you want to hear that fight, you're going to have to go to TonyCats.com and catch the whole conversation I had with Noah Rothman. I don't have the, all the time. I don't have the time to play the whole thing here, but I will get to some other comments. Noah Rothman of National Review. Very much appreciate him. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.